This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. Hello everybody and welcome to the Super Jcast. I'm John I'm joined by David McDonald, an extremely jet-lagged and exhausted David McDonald. Yeah, it's been rough. It's been rough. Um, the, the jet lag is real, as we like to say. The uh, We both are a uh, bit of zombies. I brought home a nice little call. I brought home the Dave uh, Meltzer special, special with the hacking and the coffin, so hopefully there'll be uh, a limited amount of that here today. Uh I'm, I'm giving you all the energy I got in me. I've been up since, well, it's right now it's 6 a.m. my time, but I've been up since about 12.30, and I went to bed at 9.30. Um, it's just unbelievable. I don't know why. I don't know why. Like, I live my whole life in this time zone, and for one week it fucks it up that bad. Fuck it. Hell. I don't know. I, I don't know how Kevin Kelly does it, man. I don't know how that guy does it. And he's going to be like, oh, I take a couple cups of coffee and then I'm ready to go. Chipper for the rest of the day. Uh, Kevin. Jerk. <laughs> not dying. <laughs> this is not helping. He's got to have, somebody's got to have a secret. Somebody's got to have a, an idea of how to get past this because it's, it's, it's fucked up. Fucked up. I got to work. I got, I was telling Joel, I, and the problem is that I don't see myself hitting bed till at least 10 o'clock tonight. I'm just gonna be going. I'm doing this, and then I gotta do work, and then I gotta do other work. Like, I got nine jobs to pay for all this shit. I'm doing a lot of complaining two minutes into the show, aren't I, John? <laughs> this is you. What did you think of uh, that excellent article doing the rounds on the internet about the triumph of Tetsuya Naito? I loved it. That I loved. That was something that was an absolute pleasure to read. I told you flat out. I said it's. I, I felt it was like one of the best sports articles I've I've read. In the, in the past year, and I'm an athletic su- subscriber. Um, I thought you did an excellent job, man, with that. Um, and again, if you haven't checked it out, of course, VoicesOfWrestling.com is where you want to go. Look at that um, wonderful piece by the great Joel. And I told you flat out, I said I wish I wish you wrote more. I I like the way that you write. I, I wish like- I got paid for it. <laughs> Well, true, true. If, okay, if, if anyone from Uproxx is listening, I'll I'll take Emily Pratt's gig because she doesn't want it anymore. So yeah, you, you yeah. know how to find me, right? You know what? Yeah, apparently. Um, I I wish you would write more. I really do. I, I really think you have a a, a a wonderful gift that just needs more exposure because um, every every time you put out something, it's always it's always a gem, and I always enjoy reading it. No, oh, I really appreciate that, David. That's that's very kind. It's words like that make me want to do it because you know I'm not getting any financial reimbursement for it. So uh, yeah, it's a sequel to the piece I wrote two years ago about the tragedy of Test United. So yeah, it's just basically like the story of the main event of uh, Wrestle Kingdom on January fifth, the Okada Naito match. So if you're interested, do check that out. Yeah, I wonder if Dave so, Meltzer is going to help you out there too. <laughs> I asked. I know. I, I added him. Nothing. No, he he ignores us so much. I don't know why. Does he not like us? He's like, got no idea who we are. Yeah. I know. That's a shame. 
Because here's the thing. I mean, every- a, I've we've both met him in person. You've met him what more than once, I imagine. More than once, yeah, yeah. Um, and here's the thing too: the people around him know who we are. You know what I mean? It feels like you know everybody that's around him knows who. Uh, yeah, I just I don't know. I don't know. He just I don't know. Whatever. He he loves to complain. Not complain, but argue with people on Twitter. And I was just like, okay, if that's how you want to spend your fucking day. Knock yourself out, but Lord Almighty, give us some, give us some, give, just like acknowledge our existence for Christ's sake. Yeah, well, I don't know what to say to that. This <laughs> is a really <laughs> terrible start to the podcast. So it is. depressing, low energy. All right, let's get straight into the news then. Uh, first is that. Marty Skull has signed a new deal with Ring of Honor. Apparently, he is getting loads of money. And not only that, but he is also the new head booker for Ring of Honor. So, a lot of people are speculating about what this might mean for the relationship or lack thereof with New Japan Pro Wrestling. And a lot of people are pointing to the fact that Jay White has been booked for the Supercard of Honor uh, in April, I think that is. A caveat for that would be to bear in mind that Jay was going to be in the area anyway for WrestleCon and also the party that Tamatonga's got going on. So it could just be a case of good timing more than anything, but it's a valuable acquisition nonetheless. Nicole asks, provided this news about Marty being the new ROH booker is true, is this a step in the right direction towards repairing the relationship? Well, um, first and foremost, I don't know if he's head booker or part of a committee. Like I've heard different uh, people say different things about that. So I don't know if he's the top dog. I don't know if the buck stops with Marty or if he's uh, a, a large voice in a um, conglomerate that might be running the show. Um, whatever the case may be, I think it's a positive. I think he's he'll be a fresh voice. Um, and will it repair New Japan relations? Um, can't hurt, right? I mean, we're 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 starting from nothing. It felt like um, earlier, or you know, later last year, and it didn't feel like we had anything going for us when it came to a Ring of Honor New Japan relationship. I know the company likes Marty. Um, I've had that communicated to me many times. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think I think if if there is a way for this relationship to be bridged and repaired. Um, I think it starts there with a new voice and a fresh voice. And here's the thing, too. You know, Ring of Honor, at the very least, you have to give them credit in the, in the past couple of months anyway, in the sense that all right, they knew that interest was down. They knew that, um, you know, actually most of the talk was negative when it came to them in the past six months. Um, and they've gone out and signed guys and they've, and they've done their best to lock down talent that, you know, for whatever reason, uh, AEW might not be interested in or vice versa. Um, and they've, and they've brought out the checkbook. So if Marty's included in that bandito's included in that, so you got to look at it as, as a positive in that regard. And I think it's a good thing. Again, it's a fresh voice. I don't know what booking experience Marty has, but um, look, it can't be any worse than what it, what it's been. And if it re- helps repair that bridge with New Japan, I think that might be a good thing. 
Yeah, because our understanding is that the relationship wasn't totally dead, and that's not how people tend to do business in Japan. It's just things are just quietly downgraded to the point at which it's basically a non-entity. But I guess on the flip side, that means that there is some flexibility to start heating things up again if they decide to go in that direction rather than, you know, sort of coming out and making a statement saying, oh, we're no longer working with Ring of Honor, that relationship severed. Now, if things get a bit better and as Kevin said to us, you know, they need to get their own house in order first before they start thinking about doing any serious collaboration with New Japan. But uh, getting guys like JY on their bigger shows in the States uh, certainly won't hurt. Well, let me ask you this. Does that, let's just say that Ring of Honor gets to a point of respectability once again um, and interest builds. Is there room for a Ring of Honor, a New Japan, uh, an AEW, uh, an NXT? Uh, is there is there enough pro? I mean, and and everything you know, you know uh, every other promotion under, that that's running in the states, every independent promotion, everything from you know Evolve to you know whatever, what everybody. Is there room? For, because I would think Ring of Honor and New Japan would be really the same peg in in, in the same hole, um, and I, I I'm a little concerned that there's just enough fandom to go around to to support both. Possibly, I think a lot of that comes down to TV deals, and I also wonder if Marty Skull might be looking what's going on in AEW at the moment, where they are receiving a bit of criticism for their output in recent weeks, which a lot of people are saying isn't that different to what WWE are putting out. So there's a chance Marty Skull might be looking at that thinking, you know what, I can do better than that. And maybe moving ROH towards something akin to an American version of New Japan. You know, getting back, Ring of Honor, back to the kind of product it was in its heyday, where they were just putting on really good matches between talented guys, and they've got plenty of talent on their roster. I think there's enough guys to put on really good shows. So maybe with AW having their little slip up, there is a bit of a gap to try to get some of those newer fans who were perhaps uh, who are perhaps disillusioned with what's going on in AW at the moment. Right, and it's amazing that that conversation is even happening. What you know. Six months in, but they start in October. You know, it's 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 kind of amazing that that's that's people are you know even now looking for an option to that because they're just not getting that itch scratched. Um, yeah, the only thing, like I said, the only thing that I worry about is that in my mind, New Japan of North America um, would have been comfortable to fill the gap that maybe Ring of Honor wouldn't have been able to provide. Um. And I just worry that is 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 because to me it feels like it's the same audience, right? A, a person who would be really into a quality Ring of Honor product to me is the same person who would be interested in a really you know good quality New Japan Pro Wrestling of America. And if he's only got so much money to spend, or she's got more, more you know, only so much money to spend, um, where do they go? What, what, where do they spend their dollar? Um, now, again, 
it doesn't necessarily seem like we've had that problem in the past maybe couple years. It seemed like that person was willing to spend their money on both and they really didn't have to choose. Um, but I just think, again, I, I'm, I'm more worried about running the same buildings and, and, a, and an overexposure of that type of pro wrestling when both companies are trying to find their, find their groove in this market. Yeah, I guess it would be interesting to track ticket sales for the three companies, uh, New Japan of America, for Ring of Honor, and for AEW. And I guess to to an extent, NXT, just to see how that ecosystem balances itself out. Because everything just seems to be in flux at the moment. The RH ticket sales have plummeted over the past sort of six to 12 months. Um, AW, you know, they've had a really hot start there, doing terrific with the ticket sales, but is that going to continue? Is that just the honeymoon phase? And from what we understand, the New Japan of America tickets for this new beginning USA tour, those tickets are selling pretty slowly too. So it'll be interesting to see over the, I guess, over the next, you know, six months, how things play out. Isn't it amazing how, you know, you do have two different levels of pro wrestling right now in the United States. Um, you do have the, the 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 promotions with TV deals, and it's all about TV, 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 TV. Uh, and then you have this second tier of pro wrestling where it is all it's it's literally has become the you know the 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 territories, the touring pro wrestling companies, um, and they, and that feels very similar to like the seventies and eighties almost. Um, where you know the WWF has come to town, and you're you're getting B and C level shows um, coming to the Spectrum or going to you know, the Cap Center or coming to whoever. Um, that's that kind of feels like where we are right now, um, especially when it comes to the New Japan product. Um, I I can't say. Like I'm happy for the people who are getting New Japan Pro Wrestling in their market, but I can't sit here and lie and say that I'm super excited for a lot of these <laughs> these these shows. You know, um, they feel like house shows uh, with you know a star sp- sprinkled here and there, but a lot of filler. Uh, now that filler might be. Interesting on paper. It might be uh, with some talented guys, but let's be honest here. It is in, in, in a new Japan world. It's a lot of filler going on on these North American shows, right? Yeah. Last time we spoke, I listed off a long list of matches that were teased at a New Year Dash, and it seems like the Japan tour got all of those matches. <laughs> the right. USA tour didn't get any of them. And uh, yeah, just tying back to the ROH thing, it's interesting. There's no real involvement from them. Uh, no Amazing Red, which I thought was a bit of a surprise. We do have Jeff Cobb and Colt Cabana, but I believe they've got kind of independent deals. They, they're very flexible because they are able to work both companies. So I think it would be wrong to classify them as like full-time Ring of Honor guys because... They sort of hopping back and forth between the two companies. Uh, obviously, there's no um, IWGP US champion John Moxley on any of these shows, which again is a bit of a head scratcher. You know, they knew they had these shows coming up. Why did they put the belt on Moxley? But I guess they they figured it would, was more valuable to them 
in Japan than it was in the States. And so we've got no US champion there. It was also interesting that apparently a lot of the Japanese fans were annoyed that Tanahashi and Ibushi are not going to be at Sapporo because they're going to be on these US shows. So you can't please everyone, it seems. And um, what I would say, I mean, before we go into the cards, you you were at the Lowell show, right? When Tanahashi pinned Naito. And yeah. We made a big stink about that. Like, oh, what's going on here? And there has been some chatter about that from the two wrestlers, potentially setting up Tanahashi as a future challenger to Naito. So you never know what's going to happen on these shows. You might be seeing the the seeds planted for a huge match somewhere down the line. So first show we got here is... We'll talk about these shows, Damon. You tell me, is it something you would travel for? Is it a show that you would go to if it was, you know... close to you is it something that you would even bother to tune in to watch on new japan world so the first one we got friday january 24th in tampa florida st petersburg coliseum uh we've got clark connors versus mysterioso we got uh, nagata and kojima against alex coglin renderita carl fredericks and tjp versus colt cabana toriano jeff cobb versus alex zane yoshihashi versus lance archer our main event is an elimination match with rocky romero kota ibushi Hiroshi Tanahashi, David Finley, Juice Robinson against Jado, Chase Owens, Yujiro Takahashi, Tangela, Tamatonga. I mean, if if it were in my town, if it were, if I were living in Tampa or the Tampa St. Pete area, um, I would go. Um, I can't I can't sit here and tell you though that any of this is. Super exciting to me. Um, I will say this, that the elimination match at in Philly was fun. It was fun. But there really isn't anything there to sink your teeth into. You, you, right? What, what, what are you getting hyped up about on that show, Joel? I was going to say in the defense of this tour that there are a lot more singles matches than you would typically get on Road 2s. But... Can I really get excited between you know Yoshihashi Lance Archer? Is Come that on. something that I'm thinking? Oh, I've got to check that one out. Not really. I mean, there are a few singles matches on this tour that I do think are intriguing, but this show it's not doing it for me. Okay, so what's the purpose of these of these shows? Right. To me, these these shows are about building a New Japan Pro Wrestling brand in the United States because you don't have TV anymore. Um, what we're doing is we're we're touring these cities. With the idea of okay, we're getting the two thousand hardcore fans, um, and hopefully we're spreading the word. Am I wrong in that? Is, is that what their mindset is with these shows? I don't even know. I mean, it might even be more humble than that. Maybe they were just trying to get—I don't know what what kind of attendance can you get for a card like that. What are they expecting? Right, right. but am a I, thousand? Am I, would that be right? Would that right, be. That, a, a, yeah, I mean that's what I'm saying. It's like okay, so you know if you if you're looking at pocket of of fans, right, and you have people who've never heard of New Japan Pro Wrestling, never watched it, but like pro wrestling, okay, and then you have people who, you know, maybe they heard of New Japan Pro Wrestling uh, on Reddit or whatever, and uh, they they haven't checked out a show, and then you have people who hop in and out on major shows, but they're not watching. You know, road to fucking Dontaku shows. Um, and then you got your hardcores, right? So 
of of that those pocket of fandom, who's going to the show? Your hardcores, the people who would buy tickets, it feels like anyway. And how many are of them are there in the Tampa St. Pete area? Um I don't I don't know I don't know how these shows do anything to bring in the the other three pockets. You know, there's you know, the people who hop in and out on the big shows, they know this is a you know, these are meaningless shows. And then the other two Who's bringing in? Who's bringing those people in? Um, again, these are smaller buildings, mind you. But yeah, what, what, like, what, what, like, what is the purpose of these? <laughs> what, what are the purpose of these shows? I, I, I'm, I'm scratching my head a little bit. Let's look at the next one, which is uh, Sunday, January 26th in Tennessee, War Memorial Auditorium. We've got Coglin and Narita versus Mysterioso, Alex Zane. Yoshihashi versus Carl Fredericks, Clark Connors and TJP versus Colt and Yano, Kojima versus Jeff Cobb, which I think should be good, and Yuji Nagata versus Lance Archer, which I also think looks good, that and good. Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Yujiro Takahashi, which you know a lot of people are hand waving, but I always say Yujiro has one good singles match per year in him, and this could be it. And then main event we've got Rocky Ibushi Finley Juice against Jado Chase Tangela Tamatonga. So this one looks better to me because those three singles matches, Kojima against Cobb, Nagata versus Archer, and Tanahashi versus Yujiro, I am interested to see those. I will check them out. And where is that one's in, uh, uh, you said Tennessee? Correct. Because those are the things you're not getting on the Road 2 shows in Japan. But it's a toss-up because for the Road 2 shows that you get in Japan... There's a lot more star power. You know, you're likely going to be seeing the big, big guns like, you know, Okada, Tanahashi, Ibushi, Naito. They're going to be in multi-man tags, but you're still going to see them. Whereas here, you don't have the star power, apart from Tanahashi and Ibushi, but you are getting more singles matches. So they yeah. try to balance it out that way. I'll tell you what, I do like that Lance, and it's Lance Nagata, right? That's right. That, that's, that should be pretty good. That's not a bad show. Hey, right. you know, I'm I, I'm 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 more hyped for that one uh, than the first one, the 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 Tampa one. Tampa one, I mean, here's the thing: the Tampa one. I'm more interested in the undercard, like the first four matches. You know, Young Lions. I'm more interested in those matches than anything on the main event. Um, and again, the the multi man elimination tag was good in Philly, so um, that's not a bad show. That that one that one I'm I'm definitely going over Tampa. Um, so I would I would I would be excited for that one. That one's good. Okay, what's next? Monday, January twenty seventh in Durham, North Carolina, at the Durham Armory. We got TJP versus Mysterioso, Nagata and Kojima versus Coughlin and Connors, uh, Alex Zane, Robert Gibson and Ricky Morton versus Rocky Romero, Colt Cabana and Toriano. Got more singles matches here. Again, I think these are good. Uh, Jeff Cobb versus Carl Fredericks. Red wow. Narita versus Lance Archer. Okay. And main event, Yoshihashi, Ibushi, Tanahashi, Finley Juice against Jado, Chase Owens, Yujiro, and Gorillas of Destiny. So those two singles matches, Cobb against Spicy Carl and Narita against Lance Archer, I think look really good on paper. They do. They do. This does feel like 1980s 
WWF torn. You know, they would run Baltimore with the same main event, and then Philly, and then Boston. It's this. It feels this very, very, very similar. This feels very similar. Um, yeah, I like I like the uh, I like those two matches that you mentioned. I don't know if that makes it. Look, can we talk about this for a second? I I I don't I don't want to shit on anyone's parade here. What are we doing with the Rock and Roll Express again? Why why are we doing this again? <laughs> it's 2020, David. What is going on? Why are we doing this again? Well, I what like what like I get the initial appeal of it. Like it was cute. It was uh the idea of, you know, Tanahashi and the rock and roll. Okay, you know, and, and your mind melts and it's fire pro wrestling and all that. We're going to the well with that again? Why are we doing this? again um and here's the thing too these guys still wrestle to it to a to a very large degree on independent shows all throughout that area so if you really wanted to see the rock and roll express it's not like the rock and roll express are coming out of retirement and this is your lone shot to see them in the ring again if you are a fan of ricky and robert what's why again are they selling tickets? Are they are are the Rock and Roll Express moving tickets here? And and I and I and I question it also because you know I'm sure there's a, there's some talent that might be out there that that would like to have that spot that maybe are would would be fighting for a job like Ricky and Robert aren't fighting for a job. So if they're not moving tickets. And they're not fighting for a job. They're they're there. Um, I don't know. I mean, again, this is this is Rock and Roll Express hotbed. This is Rock and Roll Express country, North Carolina. But man, again, I don't know why we're going through the well again in 2020 with Ricky and Robert. The next show is Thursday, January 30th in Miami, Florida, in the Charles F. Dodge City Center. Mysterioso and Yoshihashi versus Clark Connors and TJP. Nagata and Kojima versus Cognon and Fredericks. Robert Gibson and Ricky Morton versus Colt Cabana Toriano. Jeff Cobb, <laughs> Jeff Cobb versus Renderita. Alex Zane versus Lance Archer. Rocky, Finley and Juice versus Jado, Chase and Yudro. And then main event, this is quite a good one. Uh, Ibushi and Tanahashi versus Gorillas of Destiny. That'll be good. That'll be very good. Um... Maybe a number one contenders match of some kind going on there. I mean, look, uh, would I go to these shows? I would. Um, if you're in the area, I think if you're listening to this show, you, you've you either already gotten your ticket or you're making plans to to get there. Um, you mentioned at the top of the show, doesn't feel like any of these shows are, are um, selling out. Any, any You know. But, but again, I, I I just question where we are with these, and what's the purpose of these, and and what success looks like in New Japan's mind with these shows. Um, it feels to me like we got some older guys that are going on vacation, right? <laughs> right? They're going to do a little tour of the U.S. Um, sprinkled in with 
a handful of of those shows. We've probably got a handful of really delicious sounding matches, um, and then a, a lot of filler. I hate to say it, but a lot of filler. And the final one is Saturday, February 1st in Atlanta, Georgia at the Coca-Cola Roxy. We've got Nagata and Kojima versus Narita and Fredericks. Rocky and Yoshihashi versus Mysterioso and Alex Coglin. Colt Cabana and Toriano versus Jado and Yujiro Takahashi. Gibson, Morton and Tanahashi versus Connors, Zane and TJP. Jeff Cobb versus Lance Archer. Kota Ibushi versus Chase Owens. And main event is IWGP Heavyweight Tag Team Championship match with Finley and Juice against Gorillas of Destiny. That one so, uh, is selling pretty well, from what I understand. I, I think Atlanta is the best one of the, of the bunch when it comes to ticket sales. Um, I, I mean, I like the fact that there's a, at least a, a title match here, right? I like that. Um we're getting the uh, Ricky and Robert Tanahashi experience. Um, anything else is standing out to you, Joel? From this card, again, I like the singles matches. They're always somewhat of a rarity in New Japan, especially in these kind of shows. So these ones look good. I think Cobb versus Archer, two yeah. monsters going at it. That could be interesting. And... Ibushi and Chase, they've got a bit of history there. That's been sort of bubbling up for a, a year or so. So, huge opportunity for Chase Owens. Getting a singles match with Ibushi in his home country, I think he's really got to deliver here. And the tag team match, that is a rematch, of course, from Wrestle Kingdom. And they're going to have more time there. And hopefully, put on, not, not to say the first match was bad, but, you know, it was that, as good as a, you know, 12-minute <laughs> Right. undercard tag team match can be on a Wrestle Kingdom so you would hope that they're going to go out there and impress people yeah it's not, that's not a bad show again I like the idea of Abushi of, of and Chase I think that's that'd be really good actually yeah it's not a bad show I, I mean if I'm in, in the Atlanta area I'm going I, no, nobody's traveling for these shows though let's, let's be very clear here I mean I can't imagine anyone flying in to uh, witness any of these shows um, would I watch them on New Japan World? Yeah, I absolutely would. I, I, I will give you that. I absolutely would. Um, so, again, if I lived in these areas, I would go to each of these shows. If uh, I did not, and I do not, I will not be traveling to any of these shows. Uh, but these, these are worth a watch. I look, they're better than 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 a lot of Road 2 shows, right, that you get um, during the year. I would say that, right? When, when you, I'd agree with that, right? Do you, do you think yeah, they're that, fresher. They're more interesting because you know you, you're going to see some of these young lions, like these new signees, guys like Mysterioso and guys like Alex Zane, who you might not see before. And you're going to get to see how like Renderita's excursion is progressing. Maybe he will be debuting some kind of gimmick. I don't know if he's still rocking the black trunks, but uh, that will be something to look out for. The LA Dojo guys, Coglin and Carl Fredericks and Clark Connors really impressed me so far. So you know that they're going to be putting in a shift to try and uh, impress the the fans and their bosses as well. Right. Lance Archer always delivers when he goes out in these kind of spots. And, you know, you, you throw guys like Ibushi and Tanahashi into the mix. Finn Juice. Yeah, to me, it's, it's fresh. It's fresh. Yeah. I'll give it that. Yeah. 
you know what? I'm, 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 I mean, maybe we're talking ourselves into it a little bit, but we needed a little convincing and maybe this show helps people, you know, realize what this is. It's not bad. These aren't that, these aren't that bad. Um, maybe I was a little harsh in the beginning. Uh, and maybe I needed to, you know, just to kind of let the, let this, uh, stir around in my head. These aren't bad shows and they're better than most road to shows that you see. Um, yeah, no one's going to be leaving those shows saying, oh, that was rubbish. That was right. boring. The matches were shitty. Even the ones last year where the Japanese guys couldn't make it over because of the visa issues, everyone left those shows happy and they right. put on a really good show. So that is, I would say, an ironclad guarantee. If you buy a ticket, you're going to see some good action. You're going to have a good time. You're going to go home satisfied. Yeah, I would agree with that 100%. Uh, you know what? I would agree 100% with that. Um and and if if that's the end goal, if if that's the end goal, then they'll, they'll be able to do that. If growing the product is the end goal, I I have some reservations. Uh, but hopefully, you know that word of mouth does does the trick. I, I get, and again, I guess that's what they're going for. Now, I have not heard one peep, one peep about any type of promotion, any type of uh, billboard radio spot. Anything in any of those markets, literally. Yeah, if you live in that area and you see or hear anything, do let us know because I'd be fascinated to see. Yeah, because it feels like they haven't learned from their mistakes when it comes to the prom- promotion of these shows. It is, it is. These shows are promoted literally on the back of social media and the social media team for New Japan and um, us. <laughs> Us, right? Right. Thanks. You're welcome. And um, Kevin Kelly, you know, it really feels like that is it. If if there's something I'm missing that is not getting sent our way, please let us know. If you're in those markets and and hearing radio spots or seeing adverts or whatever, I don't, I don't, I don't see it anywhere. And I don't know how you can build an audience and move tickets if people don't even know the fuck you're there. Manifesto734 on Twitter says, do you guys expect any title changes or major angles? I would say no to both. Yeah, I mean, I would say no to both. Um, the, the the biggest opportunity for that might be the Ibushi-Tana-G.O.D. match, but uh, I don't expect any titles to be changed on any of these shows. Um, again, you mentioned the, the Lowell thing, and, and you know, it kind of felt like I was just, you know, the old guy yelling at the clouds when it happened. Um, I'm glad I'm, I'm actually happy to hear that they're, you know, even referencing it. Um, so, I mean, maybe you'll get something like that, but I, I major angles. No, I can't imagine anything like that. And uh, next question from Marino. Enriape says, which U S talent would you like to see joining new Japan pro wrestling of USA? Just, just, just who's a, who would be available at this point? I mean, you figure the people that people are talking about um, would be Revival and Matt Hardy and who else? Uh, Harper, right? Um, any of those sound? I mean, I would take Revival tomorrow. To be honest with you. I mean, if, if they were available, I would take them tomorrow. Um, 
I mean, I don't know about any of the other guys. To be honest with you, I don't think I'm not. I'm not really too keen on Matt Hardy. Um, but <laughs> this is this is this is a promotion that brings back Ricky and Robert at the drop of a hat. Um, I would say Revival would be the one that that if if internet talk is true would be the ones that are the closest to walking out the door, um, and would be a good fit for that promotion. I like Luke Harper. I think given a fresh coat of paint in New Japan, he'd be really good. I don't think either them, uh, he or the Revival are going to end up in New Japan, but if they did, uh, if Luke Harper turned up, then I think that'd be great. Yeah. I mean, if anything, it'll give them a little buzz, right? At least people will be talking about it um, a little bit more than they are, you know, that they are now. Um, I don't, yeah, I don't see any of them, be honest with you. But if, if I had my choice, I, I would say Revival. Jay Reezy Min says, Lance Arch has nothing but singles matches on this uh, tour that he should all win. Does that mean New Japan sees him as a bigger piece of the puzzle to build him back up to the US Championship? I think he's a, I think he's a, a, a piece of the puzzle that you could put in New Japan Cup. You could put in G1. Um, you could have him challenge for... You know, your nevers and your US. Uh, if you wanted to, you could stick a guy with him and have a serious run at, at tag straps. I think he's very versatile. Um, there's no reason why he shouldn't be getting w- big wins. And I put that in air quotes because I don't know if these are necessarily big wins. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think he's an important piece of the, of, of of what New Japan is going to do in 2020. Um, and at the very least, he's a credible guy that if people do beat, you know, it, it is a little bit of a big deal. Um, so yeah, I think he, I think he's a, he's an important piece in 2020. And Soulfish00830 says, I know it's still early in the year. When do you guys think we get more USA tour dates announced? I mean, when they're announced, I mean, look, we pretty much, <laughs> we're, we're, you know, we kind of, there's, there'll be more. There'll be more. Um, again, I've said it on previous shows that um, every little pocket of the United States is going to be seeing New Japan Pro Wrestling in 2020. Um, so, yeah, I mean, when they announce these shows, um, is closer to when they're scheduled to tour. Like I think the East coast, we were hearing sometime in the autumn, like early autumn, um, West coast will have their own little pocket. Texas will have their own little tour. And, uh, if I'm not mistaken in the summer. So, um, again, I would kind of keep your your Detroit, Toronto. They're going to have a little pocket as well. um, so yeah, it's just you know it's just a matter of when they feel like they're going to announce those. But um, yeah, everybody's going to have a little piece of the pie. This is this is this is a touring company. New Japan Pro Wrestling North America is a touring company in the United States. Uh, let's dig into the New Japan. Uh, sorry, the new beginning in Sapporo card. So first, what we got Saturday, February first in Hokkaido, and. First match, we've got Yu Oemura and Tiger Mask versus El Phantasma and Taiji Ishimori. 
Second match, Tohinare, Tomwaki Homa, Togi Makabe versus Yotosuji, Manabu Nakanishi and Hiroshi Tenzan. Third match, Taguchi, Shoin Yo, Will Ospreay versus Doki, Kanemaru, Desperado and Zack Sabre Jr. Fourth match, special tag match, Robbie Eagles and Ryu Lee versus Bushi and Hiromu Takahashi. Fifth match, Sanada and Tetsuya Naito versus JY and Kenta. Sixth match, John Moxley and Kazuchika Okada versus Minoru Suzuki and Taichi. <laughs> Seventh match, Tomohiro Ishii versus Evil. And eighth match, never open weight championship match, Hiroki Goto versus Shingo Takagi. I mean, that match is going to fucking roll. Um, we, we, you got a little taste of that at Dash. And let me, let me tell you, uh, that ruled. Um, you could hear those, you know, look again, I'm, I, I had the misses with me and, and of all the matches almost in the entire weekend, like that was one where she was just like, holy shit, these guys are killing each other. Um, so if that's any barometer of what we'll see, I, I think that will be great. Um, I tell you what, the one thing that sticks out to me. It, well, one is that there's 517 tags, uh, but that tag team is it? What is it? Moxley and Okada against? Yeah, <laughs> Suzuki and Taichi. Right? Wow, wait, what kind of fucking match is that? Um, how about your boy Taichi getting in the mix with Okada? That that's that's a big time spot for him, huh? Yeah, someone had a question about this. They were asking how. Uh, let me try and find it. Uh, but basically, the the gist of the question. Oh, here we are from uh, Violent Skipping. Just how proud are you that Taichi haven't gone from the guy to beat to qualify for the double gold dash to the guy the losing champ gets programmed with is now officially king of all New Japan gatekeepers. I think that's a great spot for Taichi, and I think it was noticeable t- towards the second half of 2019 that they did dial back on the shenanigans and increase the the serious wrestling output from Tai Chi and now he is a credible serious gatekeeper in the company in the best possible way. Yeah. Yeah, I mean I, I mean I saw that I think over and above the weirdness of seeing an Okada and Moxley. I just like the fact that your boy is uh you know he's 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 playing with the he's playing with the stars now. You know, he ain't fucking around mid-card. He's he's playing with the stars. Um on, on on both ends, you know, he's tagging with Suzuki, going against a Moxley, and going against an Okada. That's that's a, that's a really nice nice spot for him. Um, what do you think of this show? I think it's a good show. Yeah, I think it's a really good show. I think those top three matches, I'm very much looking forward to, and particularly that double header, those two singles matches of the beefy boys going at it. That. New Year Dash tag match will have whet everyone's appetite for that. Uh, Goto Shingo, we have seen twice before. I think we we had it in the G1, and then they had a rematch. I believe it was one of the destruction shows. So it's the rubber match between them. Uh, I mean, we'll preview it nearer the time, but yeah, it, there's just no way that those matches are not going to deliver because yeah. all four of those guys have got outstanding chemistry together. Lots of tags, but yeah, the, the, those closing singles matches should be really swell. All right, well, what else we got? Then on night two of New Beginning in Sapporo on Sunday, February 2nd, in the same venue, Hokkaido Prefectural Sports Center, we have Hinare versus Yotosuji, Yuya Uemura, Tomaki Homo, Togi Makabe versus Tiger Mask, Nakanishi, and Tenzan. 
Third match is an interesting one. Singles match. Gabriel Kidd versus El Fantasmo. Huh. Fourth match, Robbie Eagles, Tomohiro Ishii, Hiroki Goto versus Bushi, Evil, and Shingo. Fifth match, Taguchi, Show, Yo, Moxley. What a team that is. <laughs> <laughs> Against Doki, Kanemaru, Desperado, and Suzuki. Sixth match is Hiromu, Sanada, Naito versus Ishimori, White, and Kenta. Seventh match, British Heavyweight Championship match, Will Ospreay versus Zack Sabre Jr. Great. Eighth match, special singles match. Kazuchika Okada versus Taichi. And I believe that wow. is Taichi's hometown or, or close to it. Wow. Look at you. I'm so proud of you, Joel. Your boy. He's uh, he's become a man. Oh, boy. Look at that. Singles match. Yeah, and you know he's, you know, if he's in the ring with Okada, he's gotta go 30, right? <laughs> he's gotta go 30 minutes. Shit. Look at us. Look at us now. Who would have thunk it? Tai Chi. No, Kyle, well, death matches for you. No, no. I'm, I'm not, I would never take that. And then uh, what do we got there? That that I'll tell you what. Moxley, Rapongi, and who? Taguchi? <laughs> yeah. Moxley, Rapongi, 3K, and Taguchi. Wow. Against I can't who, remember who gave, who gave it this name, but they called it Team... It was blood on the dance floor. Blood of the, yeah, death on the yeah. Wow, that's fucking. That is fire pro. If you ever, if you're ever looking for one, that's that. Who are they going against again? I'm sorry. Doki, Kanemaru, Desperado, and Suzuki. Uh, Alfred that Tapler match. did an amazing piece of artwork with a picture of Moxley in the foreground and uh, Taguchi in the background doing his shenanigans. It's really funny. You should check it out. Have a look on our Twitter. All right. Um, that match. That match. On paper, Joel, I, I like that a lot. Actually, that that match should be fucking a. That should be exciting. I like that. You got you got some talent in that ring. I would not. I would not sleep on that match. I think that that might be. You know, aside from you know, Will and, and Zach. Uh, I think Tai Chi and Okada would be really good too. I bet you yeah, that's going to be good. That's a good show right there. I like that a lot. I'm, I'm I'm into this. I'm into that one. Yep, absolutely. Okay, I found the pitch and I want to send it to you. All right, let me get my phone. Oh, no, don't send it to my sister. She... <laughs> She's having a bit of trouble with the WhatsApp there. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be funny. What is this, Joel? <laughs> All right, we are through space. Ah, look at that little ass in the corner. Moxley looking disgusted. She's talented. She, I, I love that artwork they do. Really good time. Good job. Good job there. Yeah, I like that. Fuck. So uh, ticket sales, uh, from what we understand, are going to be pretty much the the same as they were last year for the the same new beginning in Sapporo shows. And I just want to quickly take a look at some of the road to new beginning shows because we have three nights at Krakow Hall. Uh, we got more singles matches for Gabriel Kidd. Uh, we got Taguchi against Gabriel Kidd. We've got Yuya Uemura against Taiji Ishimori. Just sort of flicking through these. Um, we got some elimination matches in the main events. Those are always fun. The first one we got Sho Yo Osprey Okada versus Kanemaru Desperado, Zach, and Taichi. Then the second night at Karakuen, we have 
whoever against Kid Taguchi against Suji. Just scrolling through to see what stands out. Another elimination match at the top. Uh, Bushi, Hiromu, Sanada, Naito against ELP, Ishimori, Jay White, Kenta. Don't sleep on those elimination matches. They're usually really, really good. And then the third road to New Beginning at Krakow and Hall on, this is Thursday, February 6th. We have, I'm going to skip right to the main event here. Never Openweight Six-Man Tag Team Championship match, which you'd be forgiven for hand-waving in years gone by. But check this out. We've got Bushi, Evil, and Shingo versus Robbie Eagles, Tomohiro Ishii, and Hiroki Goto. Fuck. Now, you remember last week when I said I wish they would use these six-man tag team championships properly. This is a good start. Yep. I'll take that every day of the fucking week. That match is going to roll. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, look. uh, I get that there are tons of things that a promotion has to juggle and worry about. And things kind of slip through cracks. And the, and the biggest slip has been those never six-man titles. They're worthless. They're, they're meaningless. They're boring. They're never defended. They, never, they, they forgot to even have them. This is a nice little uh, revival, speaking of revival. This is a nice, it's a nice start. Look, you put the, you put the, the titles on. in that ring. Yeah. You put the titles on a team. That is fun and interesting and hard hitting and you know action packed and on a faction that that arguably is the most popular. And then you stick in there a, a credible challenger, not something that's just you know hodgepodge thrown together. It's it's it's. I like this a lot. I like I like I like that 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 is a match that you will circle. And uh, look forward to February 6th, you said. Right, Corkin? Yeah, correct. All right. There you go. I think that's going to be a nice start for the Never Six Man Revival. And that brings us to New Beginning in Osaka. Sunday, February 9th in Osaka Joe Hall. First match, Manabu Nakanishi final in Osaka Joe Hall. Yuji Nagata, Satoshi Kojima, Hiroyoshi Tenza, Manabu Nakanishi against Taguchi, Hinare, Honma, Makabe. Second match, IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Championship match, Roppongi 3K against Kanemaru and Desperado. Third match, Ibushi, Tanahashi, Finley and Juice versus Chase, Yujiro and Gorillas of Destiny. Fourth match is Will Ospreay and Kazuchika Okada versus ZSJ and Taichi. Fifth match, Sanada versus Jay White. Sixth match, IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship match with Hiromu Takahashi defending against Ryu Lee. Seventh match, IWGP US Heavyweight Championship match, John Moxley versus Minoru Suzuki. Eighth match, IWGP Heavyweight and IWGP Intercontinental Double Championship match, Tetsuya Naito versus Kenta. That's a pretty that's a pretty nice lineup. Naito, Kenta, red hot feud. Naito coming off double belts. Everyone will be excited for that. Suzuki, Moxley. Coming off of Dash and Wrestle Kingdom, yeah, I'm sure you've seen the uh, what is what was the the word Suzuki's? You know, he's on the entrance ramp, taking off his his trousers, and you know the lines like when your girl calls at two a.m. or whatever. I thought they were funny. Um, that should be great, and of course, 
Uh, and I'm glad they're doing this quickly because there is something to be said about guys getting in the ring again. And, uh, you know, when there's, when there's injuries and when there's fuck ups and when they're, you know, you, you kind of, you don't want to sh- I guess from a, from a psychological standpoint, you know, it's kind of like a person who gets hit with a baseball or, you know, or, uh, I don't know. You, you kind of falls off a bike. You, you want to get back on the bike quickly, and they, and they went through this match quickly. And I like that. I'm glad that they're doing that. Um, what a what a great match that's going to be, right? Paromo, the former dragon. That's going to be great. That's a good show. I, I'm digging that a lot, actually. You know what? These new beginning shows, all of them. Pretty fucking good shows, right? Uh, I, I'm absolutely, you know, the Road Two shows. Th- these are good shows. This is going to be a good month. I, I, I'm actually kind of pumped for this. They've been very bold in taking that to a Saka Joe Hall, and especially without usual staples for big shows like this. We don't. We've got no Tanahashi singles match, no Okada singles match, no Ibushi singles match, no Osprey singles match. So they've shuffled the deck here, but I think they've put on a show which is worthy of that venue. It's worthy of a Dominion for those top three matches alone. And even propping that up, you know, the Kings like Osprey Okada versus ZSJ and Taichi, that would be really good. And the second match, the junior tag match with Rapongi 3K versus Kanemaru Desperado, they've got really good chemistry and that one should be really good too. So uh, from what we've heard, ticket sales... It's going to be, it's doing well so far, but maybe touch and go as to whether it will actually be a sellout. But just looking at the cards, what do you think? Do you think it will sell out or come close to it? I do. I, th- I think that, that Naito Kenta is hot enough. Um, I really do. Um, and you're right. It, all those names that you mentioned, you know, not being in prominent roles on this show. Man, that's look. You can't fault New Japan for staleness and um, you know at least not trying to mix things up. They can very easily fall back on the same old, same old, and they don't. They're 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 out there legitimately making new stars and heating people up for these type of shows. And that takes that. That's it's not an easy thing to do, and I think they've done it really well. Look, I don't think there's anything hotter right now than that Kenta Naito feud in just about all of wrestling. It's red hot. Add a a, a match, a really sexy match like Zach and, and Osprey, which is pretty fresh for New Japan. Moxley and 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 Suzuki. Which is a lot of people's dream matches. I think. I think. I think it will. I think. I. I think they'll hit the mark. If if they don't if if they don't sell this sell it, they're going to come really damn close. I don't think anybody's going to be disappointed with the gate numbers when it's all said and done. I think. I think it'll do well. Uh, I mean, you probably haven't watched it, but I do want to just quickly touch on Fantastic Mania because they put one show up on World so far, which was from January 10th, and it was a really easy watch. It was two hours, 15 minutes, and if you skip the intermission or the entrances, then it's going to be much shorter than that. 
I just laughed because the first thing opening the show was his appearance from Liger. Liger getting in the ring, making a speech. I know, like, he he was just there for commentary. Obviously, he wasn't resting or anything. But I was just thinking, come on, Liger, you just had your retirement. So maybe, like, give it a couple of months before you start making appearances like that. But there you go. Um, You know, we had all the usual fantastic, amazing stuff, like the horns, the Vivizellas, which... Nice party atmosphere there. We had Taguchi and Fuego doing some fun dancing. A really fun tag team, the, the dream team of uh, Kanemaru and Doki, the sleaziest tag team of all time. Them teaming up was fun. And I would recommend checking out this show for no other reason than Namahags. I, I probably pronounced that incorrectly. But his dubbed music was an absolute banger, Damon. So I, I implore you, as music, Damon, just go back, just listen to his, his dubbed entrance music because it's really great. <laughs> all right. From what I understand, he his... Uh, what, what did he have running in Mexico? Chicken sushi shop or something? It <laughs> just closed down because everyone's getting sick there. I, oh. uh, he had a uh, really good closing stretch with him and Yuya Uemura. I was, I was just thinking, watching that, I wonder if Uemura will get a spot in Best of the Super Juniors. And uh, also, one of my highlights was Hiromu and Naito just fucking about with their belts in the middle of the ring, like <laughs> arranging them nicely, putting them in a little pile, putting them on top of each other. And uh, Hiromu stealing Naito's hat at the end. And I, I just like seeing their big brother-little brother relationship. So, yeah, if anyone's sitting on the fence and they've got nothing to do, you know, you've got two hours to kill, I would recommend checking out that Fantastic Mania show, which was uploaded because it was uh, an easy watch and an enjoyable one at that. So, there you go. I don't know if I'll be... I'm not going to commit myself to watching any more of the Fantastic Mania tour, but uh, thumbs up for that show, at least. Do you like, in general, Fantastic Mania? I don't dislike it. The wrestling is good and it's fun and I quite enjoy the lucha style, but it's more the fact that I'm just burnt out by Wrestle Kingdom season. And it's not just New Japan. You get all the other stuff trickling through. Like, oh, you got to check out this Jake Lee against Kento match. Oh, you got to check out this Goshiyazaki versus Kaito Kiyomiya match. And there's all this other stuff that you want to watch as well because that's like, you know, WrestleMania week in Japan. So by the time Fantastic Mania hits, I just want to have a little break. So yeah. it's not the quality of the shows themselves; it's just the timing of it. I, and I think that's good that it is that that as you call it that easy watch. <clears throat> and, I, and I apologize; I'm I'm literally in in the midst of losing my voice as as I talk about Fantastic Mania. Um, my biggest problem with it is this: um, again, we're, we're coming off of Wrestle Kingdom. Everyone is hyped. And and this is a true story. You know, I have casual people that hop in and out of wrestling all the time. And they got kind of hyped up with Wrestle Kingdom, right? They heard a little bit about it and saw a couple of the, the matches, and I recommended some stuff for them to watch. And they kind of got hyped for it. And then it's like, okay, well, well what what's next? You know, where are we going? Well, it's New Beginning. That's in fact, okay, well, what are these fa- fantastic Mania shows? Well, it's kind of like... They hit pause. On a weird the, fever dream. Right. <laughs> right. That's the best, I mean, that's the best way to, to describe it. And it was just like, oh, well, let me know when they pick back up. You know, it was kind of like, I don't know. It seems – I understand why we want to cool the Jets a little bit. And, and, and they've been doing Fantastic Mania for 10 years now um, to, to, to various degrees. And it is an easy sell for New Japan, right? And it's an easy – a uh, little tour for a lot of the guys, and they get to you know play luchador for a little bit. Um, 
But I'll I'll tell you uh, one of the things that that bothers not bothers me, but maybe I I'll use as a barometer this time out is speaking of voices of wrestling and articles that were uh, well written. Um, our good friend the Cubs fan who has his finger on the pulse of that lucha scene more than anyone else. I feel. You read that article he wrote in Voices? He's he even he's hand, kind of hand waving this uh, for 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 reasons uh, you know like you know, they have all these lineups that you know that where they have opportunities to have a little more interesting matches and, and you're really not getting you're just getting retreads of 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 similar matches that they've they've seen before. Um, so even he's kind of hand waving a little bit, which. You know, if I'm using a, a barometer for excitement, I'm 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 tapping into him, and if he's not selling me on it, it's kind of hard for me to get into it. So this it's those two things that bother me the most. Again, they're easy watches. I I understand why and and all that, and that's good. Sometimes you just need that palate cleanser. We're coming right off of a red hot Wrestle Kingdom where everyone's talking, everyone everybody wants more of it, and you're, you're hitting a pause. And you're getting, as you call it, the fever dream. And two, and again, I know we got three nights of cork and coming up, and usually those are the, the the meat and potatoes of Fantastica Mania. And the shows are usually good, especially that last night. They usually have a really good last night at cork. And, you know, people that are passionate fans are kind of hand waving it, and that kind of has me a little bit. If I only have a little bit of time left in my day. Am I going out of my way to watch Fantastic Mania? I was just checking, Dave. There's actually four nights of Krakowin. Is that right? Four? Okay. Yeah. There, there you go. <laughs> That's a lot. That's a <laughs> lot. I can... Yeah. Even for, if, for people who like Fantastic Mania. I'm just trying to see which ones are actually... Okay, so, yeah, 16th, 17th, 19th, and 20th. They're all going to be on World with English commentary for what it's worth. I know, I know I Kevin, it's, Kevin Kelly's thrilled with that, right? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's Mavs and Chris Charlton doing those, if I'm not mistaken. Really? Mavs is in? They're, they're, they're bringing in Mavs? I believe so, yeah. I haven't seen Mavs in a while. I haven't heard from Mavs in a while. Fan of the show, Mavs. We know. We know Mavs. Uh, I like him. I, I I like Mavs. I think Kevin needs a break. God almighty. How, how did, you know, poor guy. Yeah, get Mavs in there. Let him do the uh let him do Fantastic Mania. <laughs> Both thrilled. All right. Uh, yeah, but- so that's official. I found that it's a, a tweet from Chris Charlton. Fantastic Mania starts uh, Friday the 10th with Japanese commentary only event, but live English is back next Thursday the 16th with myself and the returning Mavs Gillis. Kev and Gino will be back for a new beginning. So Kev and Gino are big leaguing Fantastic Mania. There you go. There you go. Making it pushing, pushing some weight around. I like that. I like that fact. Uh, I, I told you that Kevin said hello uh, to us uh, at Dash. Uh, we were not able to catch up during the week, but um, he was, he's so nice. He, he was like, "Yes, my wife, you having a good time, you enjoying yourself." How, you know the usual. How do you put up with that asshole? Um, but yeah, he did stop by and say hi. So uh, excellent job from Kevin Kelly that weekend as well. And I'm glad he gets a little break from uh, the fantastic mania. Uh, I have been chatting to a friend of the show, Manabu, and he's yeah. given me a bit of homework to do because we, we were having a little chat about the red hot 
Kenta Angle at Wrestle Kingdom where he came out to attack Naito. And he has given me some here with uh he, he said these are the three biggest bad endings in new japan history and he said comparing with these kenta's angle is like a, a happy ending he says so we have got i'll just give you the dates and you you tell me if it rings a bell so we've got uh 1984 uh 14th of june in sumo hall 1987 march the 26th in osaka Joe hall and 1987 december 27th in sumo hall so the first one is Inoki versus Hogan. The second one is... Uh, yeah. <laughs> trying to find it here. Uh, this is, this is... <laughs> Almighty. Uh, second one is held in a second. Main event, Inoki versus Masa Saito. Okay. Um, so, yeah. And the third one is Vader... Saito versus Fujinami Kimura. So I don't know if you've seen any of those, but a bit of homework there for me to go away and watch, and I'll report on those next week for the biggest bad endings in New Japan's history. Well, the Hogan and Noki one is pretty famous in the sense that that's the one where, uh, if I'm not mistaken, Hogan, a uh, little axe bomber to Anoki, knocks him out, right? Legitimately, apparently, knocks him out. And they, you know, they had to do that uh, in ring switcheroo kangaroo on the uh, title um, and you see Hogan kind of like not knowing what to do in the ring because Anoki his tongue's hanging out of his mouth on the apron um, so yeah that that was uh, that, that was that one you might recognize if you haven't seen it before uh, or at least heard about it um, yeah that that's that if, if, if I'm if my recollection is correct uh, that would be that one, and uh, it is pretty infamous in New Japan lore. Okay, I got my notes for the second one. So, the second one, uh, Inoki Fighting Spirit Live is the name of a show like Wrestle Kingdom. The first show succeeded and made Akira Maeda a huge star with his MMA match. Second show was held in Osaka, and the main event was Inoki versus Masa Saito. Saito's first match after returning to New Japan. It's kind of like Ricky Choshu's big brother. Anyway, at the time, there was a pirate gimmick called uh, Kaizoku Otoko who was supposed to interfere in the match and put the handcuff on Inoki and Saito. But unfortunately, this uh, Kaizoku Otoko was a Mexican wrestler, black cat, so he didn't understand Japanese guidance properly. And the third one, uh, the character Big Van Vader was not just a gimmick, but kind of the project collaborating with popular Japanese comedian and film director Takeshi Kitano. Yep. The cards, Inoki versus Choshu for the IWGP title and Vader Saito versus Fujinami Kimura have been announced already. And Fujinami was supposed to lose to Vader, but he refused to do that. So I'm really looking forward to watching these. And yeah. you guys listening at home, good chance for you to dig into the archives. Yeah, yeah, those are pretty infamous matches um, when it comes to New Japan lore. So, yeah, def- definitely check those out. I was actually watching some old New Japan from, uh, I think it was like 86, and the Gasper Brothers, the tag team. Uh, I just I was like, oh, I fucking remember those guys. Just, they weren't that great. Uh, but, yeah, they were, they were pretty big. Speaking of going back into the archives of uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling. Good job there. Good job. All right. All right, so uh, let's dig into some questions there. So we've got some random Wrestle Kingdom questions. Uh, Chris says, which wrestlers surprised you with their live reactions, be it positive, negative, or indifferent? There are quite a few questions in that vein. At Wrestle Kingdom? Yeah. Uh, I mean... I was uh, surprised and impressed at how 
big uh, a pop John Moxley got. He really came across as a big star to me. Yeah. I, I, I think my biggest ones, and, and again, I'll, that I'll take away, the pop of Naito winning is, uh, that was louder than any uh, any other pop in that building that I've been in. I've been in that building four, th- three times, four times. Um, that was unbelievable. Um, two, I was kind of, I, I still am a little surprised at Juice, you know, the, the lack of, you know, that that was like a bathroom break for a lot of people. I thought that was pretty weird. Um, I'm trying to think of others that would be surprising that got a big pop. Um, I wanted to say surprising, but I'm always fascinated when Jericho comes out um, and how he is received by the New Japan audience. Um, and he, and And we even made mention of it sitting next to each other like he like th- those were two stars and it just felt like such presence you know they, they were legitimate stars um but i don't think anybody else really surprised me other than those and again some of them really weren't surprises it's just memorable um as, as to the to the cre- crowd reaction um nothing really stood out as a super surprise to be honest We've got quite a few questions about the direction going forward with the IC title. So uh, G. Robinson say, uh, MZL says, assuming no title challenges, title changes prior, which of these scenarios, in your opinion, is more likely? Naito splitting up title defences with the Intercontinental at Anniversary and Heavyweight at Sakura Genesis or Naito Hiromu at Anniversary? D. The Great says, agree or disagree, if Naito drops one or both bucks before the summit, it will seriously detract from the storyline of Naito finally winning the big one. Instead, it will simply look like Naito just got lucky. Teja says, how long do you think Naito will hold both belts for? Anna Namarak says, let's say Naito relinquishes IC belt. New Japan cut for Naito's relinquished IC belt. Pants down, pants up. Leon Shade says, going forward, would you prefer to have the double belts defended both at once or one title at a time? Eric Missio says, how long do you keep the two belts together? Do you foresee Naito losing one and then eventually the other? Or should the titles be intertwined until next January? Uh, EF underscore Style says, do you think Naito is in for a long epic title run or will we see many champions until next Wrestle Kingdom? And Daryl Saltana says, who do you want to see Naito wrestle at the anniversary show and which belt does he lose first and how? So how do you see things going forward now that Naito has both of these belts? Because uh, I, to me, it doesn't make any sense to defend them separately because a person who would challenge... Like, who is going to challenge for the IC title and not challenge for the IWGP heavyweight right. title? That doesn't make any sense to me. Right. I agree with that 100%. Right. <clears throat> I agree with that. So I think they both get defended at the same time. Um, I do – I will say this, though, and I don't know which of the 5,000 questions we got about Naito uh, said it, but uh, the idea of the Intercontinental Championship – uh, going to the winner of New Japan Cup as well. I kind of like that idea. What do you think of that? I do like it, but then how do you get your challenger for the heavyweight title for Sakura Genesis? Well, I mean, you another double gold, right? <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't know how you... How you Someone else just runs out and batters Naito. <laughs> That's the path to success. Right, right. Um, I mean, look, eventually you would think that those belts would have to be separate again, right? 
I mean, they're not going to merge them into one, I wouldn't think. So eventually, there's going to be have to be some type of a stipulation or some type of singular title defense. Um, and I just think the cup or a tournament is an easy way to make that happen. Um, I, I truly don't know. And I know that we're dipping our toes into the fantasy booking. But I really don't know how they would get that off other than because because you're right. I'm 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 in the same boat as you, Joel. Why would anybody challenge for the intercontinental title when it's the same, you know, if you beat them, I mean, don't you lay claim to the, you know, I, why would anybody take the intercontinental title over the the heavyweight title? So I think they're going to be merged together for a little bit, but eventually it'll it'll have to be split, I would think, and and to answer the question of how long, I think I think this is going to be a sizable Naito run. I think this is his opportunity. I don't think this is going to be a, a quick hit uh, like he had the last time. I think this will be uh, I think this will be a little bit at least at least into the summer months. I think with Naito, and then I think actually um, more along the lines of Wrestle Kingdom, we'll we'll still see him as champion. I think the hook for Naito fans now is they want to see that roll call. And I think they want to see that roll call at the Dome. So I'm wondering if, well, tying into a question that's going to come up soon, is if he might not hold it until next year's Dome, and if they may not just do a rematch with Naito versus Okada, but this time with Naito as champion, and then the LOJ fans are hoping to get that LOJ roll call at the end of the night. So that, I think, is something to keep an eye on because... Um, Lone Magician and Discord says, after that historic Night 2 main event, what's the biggest match New Japan has for the Tokyo Dome? And I still think it's Okada versus Naito. I don't think running it this year has uh, used up any of the buzz or, or draw or appeal of that match. So I think you could quite easily do that as next year's Wrestle Kingdom main event, and I will be into it. Uh, as far as the IC title goes, I just think merging them has really shone a light on the problems with the IC title. And it seems that in recent years, the booking committee has gone to quite an, an effort to sidetrack it to sort of put it on ice like having Jericho hold it for half the year so it was just taken out of the picture because there were too many singles titles and this could just be a me thing but I would be quite happy if they got rid of the IC title or just merged it permanently with a heavyweight title because you can use and Scampi agrees with me here you can elevate the US title elevate the never title make them meaningful because to me, the function of the IC title at the moment is just to give the main eventers something, the main eventers who are not in the heavyweight title picture, to give them something to do. Right. So last year, it was used to occupy Naito and Ibushi while they were not in the title scene. And then later, uh, Ibushi was phased out and Jay White was slid in there. So it's like those top four guys, the ones who are not in the title picture, the IC title keeps them busy. And I, I'm not sure if that's really that valuable. I mean, is, is it prestigious? I guess so. Is it enough of a draw in and of itself to, you know, pop a house if you main event a smaller show with an intercontinental title? Maybe. I mean, is it the wrestlers in, involved in that match that are selling the tickets or is it the title that's selling the tickets? Is it both? You know, I'm not sure it is the title. I think, you know, if you're going to have a, let's say, sake of argument, a Jay White versus Tetsuya Naito match, whether or not, it's for the title. I think the match itself is the draw. So personally, I would 
get rid of it because there's just the crossover between the Intercontinental Champions and IWGP Heavyweight Champions. They're, they're practically overlapping. There's a very small number of people who are, have not held both. I mean, looking at IC Champions, Ibushi hasn't held the heavyweight, but you, you would think that he will do at some point in the not-too-distant future. Suzuki, Jericho, we're going back, what, to like Michael Elgin, I guess? Right. So... It's, it's kind of the same thing. It's just, you know, the belt is there for mid-carders, guys like Taichi to challenge for because they're not allowed to challenge for the heavyweight title. So, I, just functionally, I'm not sure the Intercontinental title is worth having around because, like I said, I think it also devalues the US title and the Never title. And if you book those and promote those properly, then they could serve the same function. Right, and, and again, keep in mind, originally, just like you said, that title was there for, I don't, I don't know if secondary shows is the right term, but you know, it was used to be a draw for shows not headlined by the heavyweight championship. Can you do that with other matches? Can you do that with uh, other titles? I think so. That, that's exactly what they're doing, isn't it? First night yeah. at Sapporo, they're headlining with the Never title. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and and you're right in the sense that it it feels like the company has made a conscious effort to and uh, again, maybe at the sake of the Intercontinental title, but to to I I don't think the devalue is the right word cuz why would you want to devalue a title? But it does feel like it's it, it it is the the scapegoat in all this that that specific title. Um, I like the Intercontinental title. I like the idea of it of there being that major secondary title. Um, I, I I guess it does put you in a bit of a quandary in the sense of you're right it is the same people that just aren't in the heavyweight title mix in that intercontinental title mix why because it is the secondary title um I, I still like the idea of having it though I I do like it um I wouldn't want to see it merged completely uh but yeah. I, I, you, 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 you make valid points of it's. You could do the same thing with the U.S. titles, never titles, and they're doing it, right? They're doing it now. Yeah, um, that, this is proof of concept for me. Having uh, Shingo against Goto for the never title, headlining that first Sapporo show, and having Moxley against Suzuki, co-main eventing that big Osaka Joe Hall show. So if those draw well and I think they will then that is a good working model for having those two titles elevated with big hot singles programs with big names that I think would make the intercontinental title redundant yeah and I've always kind of subscribed to the theory that the titles make it you know you want to have titles be meaningful but it does lead one to believe that it might very well just be the match themselves, you know, as opposed to the title having having that that at least now anyway, um, and the, and the way that New Japan has mapped things out, it does feel that it's the matches as opposed to the title 
that's that's the that's the the selling point for a lot of these shows. So yeah, I think you have a valid point. Vase Collector 420 on the Discord says, how do people in Japan who didn't attend live watch Wrestle Kingdom? Is it on Samurai TV Live? Does it cost extra just like an American pay-per-view? Do people go to bars to watch? Just curious. Uh, so asked around and they can watch it live on TV Asahi's cable channels with a replay on the terrestrial. So I hope that answers your question. Uh, Nicky Nonek says, I like Goto, but he's so much better tagging with Ishii and that neck breaker knee into the sliding clothesline is better than the Meltzer driver any day. Do you see this tag team getting traction anytime soon? Well, it looks like both guys have been uh, split up into singles programs. So yeah. we've got Ishii versus Evil, Shingo versus Goto. But there are quite a few of these undercard matches and the Row 2 shows where the guys are together. And it just like I said last week, it just gave us a just tantalizing little taste of what a really good heavyweight tag division could be by putting these singles wrestlers together who singles mid card wrestlers together who are in the same faction and just going out and having bangers. So do I see them teaming together beyond this tour? I don't know. I really hope so. You know, give us Finn Juice defending against Goto and Ishii. That could main event a Karako and Hall, I think. That could be uh, something second or third from the top on one of these kind of B-level shows. I think that would be great, but uh, it's in hope more than expectation. Yeah, I mean, right now it doesn't feel like it. And it feels like we've been on that Goto Ishii tag team for quite a while now. We've been on that, riding that bus for quite a while. Um, no, maybe not right now, but uh, down the road? <laughs> We've been saying that for a while, though. Uh, all right, a couple more, Joel, because unfortunately I'm losing my voice and I feel like I'm, uh, uh, I'm, I'm a hurting pup here. Okay, Liam says, hi lads, important question. How much would we have to pay you to go on a one-week trip to Japan during Wrestle Kingdom week and exclusively eat Taco Bell? <laughs> I love a Taco Bell. Uh, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't want to do that though, but um, you, you're going to pay for it? I, I would consider it. Would you consider it, Joel? Are you a Taco Bell guy? If someone would fund my trip to Tokyo to pay for flights for me and Mali... Uh, and possibly the little one. Four star and accommodations. Four star accommodations. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For a week. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. One week. One week hotel. Four star. And we got to have Taco Bell, what, three times a day? Yeah. Big menu at Taco Bell. I, I could do it. Yeah. I could do it. But Mally doesn't have to do it, right? Because she would not agree to that. <laughs> I could uh, do it. Yeah. So, listeners, if you want to sort that out, have a whip round. <laughs> Yep, pay for us to go next year. Hopefully, editor Dan's going to be there as well. That'd be nice. Yep. So it could be the the Taco Bell extravaganza, the Taco Bell challenge. Yeah, I'll, I'll take a Mexi melt, please, and uh, maybe a chalupa while I'm there. That'd be lovely. Um, I tell you what, Taco Bell—they're closing up. They're not really uh, as popular as they once were. Uh, I, I don't, I don't, I don't mind the Taco Bell. Fun fact: I'm going to fun fact, Joel. A fun fact for you. Uh, Taco Bell was the first job I ever had. I worked at a Taco Bell. Uh, you must have some great stories. Uh, I was the guy who, so I was like 
15 or 16. It was just a summer job. So before they were pre, pre-made, you would uh, have this gigantic deep fryer. And you would fry the shells. So I was, in the morning, I would get there like 6 o'clock in the morning, and I would fry all the taco shells and the taco salad bowls and all that shit. Um, and they had this, one, they used the same oil over and over again. So I had to strain it and reuse the same one over and over again. It was gross. And two, um, they had this gigantic industrial rubber glove. Blue. I'll never forget it. And it smelled so fucking terrible inside of it. It smelled like Death Incorporated. Um, it was awful. Uh, and I, I will never forget that smell. So, yes, there you go. There's, those are my two uh, Taco Bell recollections. Mike Coletti says, with the recent popularity of NJPW status via Chris Samsa and the English commentary team's references to them, is there an opportunity at some point for fantasy NJPW where wrestlers would earn points with various stats such as pinfalls, length of time in ring, etc.? Teams could be made up of a set number of heavyweights, juniors and nevers like a flex in sports fantasy. Would Osprey be the obvious top choice and who would be the first three picks you would each make? I quite like the idea. If someone would be willing to set it up and keep track of the scores and everything, then that would be a fun thing to do at the start of the year or at some point in the year, like have a little fantasy draft and keep track of the, the scores and see who wins at the end of the year. I would, I, uh, I, I like, I like stuff like that. Um, I feel like I'm in too many fantasy leagues as it is, but yeah, I mean, it'd be a little bit of work. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm literally losing my voice. Um, the it, w- it would be good. I would pick Osprey, obviously. I think Okada would be a top pick. Um, I think who else might be a top pick? Um, Jay White. I, I would be going. Pick. I would be going Lij this year. Just yeah. the way I see things planning out, I would my top three picks would be Naito, Hiromu, and probably Shingo. Shingo's not a bad one too. Yeah, yeah. We used to do drafts all the time. We would do our fantasy booking, so we would have you would every pro wrestler would be available, and we'd have like seven guys, and then we would have it like a notebook and book out shows and all kinds of shit. It was really nerdy. I mean, it was really fucking deep level nerd. Um, and we would just drafts were always the most fun because you'd be like, ah, oh, with my 87th pick, I'm going to take Mr. Fuji. And they're like, ah, what are you going to do with Mr. Fuji? Ah, oh, I got plans for Mr. Fuji. <laughs> Fucking ridiculous. Uh, so yeah, that, that, there's a little snapshot into my childhood. All right. Well, we'll just wrap it up there. It's <laughs> fairly slow, slow news week then. I think uh, uh, I'm sorry. You, I'm you're dead. done, aren't you, my friend? Yeah, I mean, I'm really fucking hurt. I mean, literally, I'm running on three hours sleep. I, I, my head is pounding. Um, I, every every break, every every time you t- you 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 take the mic, I'm blowing my nose and just trying to clear out my sinuses, and my head's pounding. And I don't know when I'm going to sleep. I'm 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 going to be honest with you. T- today might be I might be cash in on a sick day at work, and I work from fucking home. Um, but I just don't know when I'm going to be able to sleep because I got to work tonight, and uh, nobody wants to hear my fucking sob story. But, <laughs> but, but uh, I'm, I'm fucking dying. I'm dying over here. I'm dying. You've been shot in the belly. Bookended the show. <laughs> bookended the show really nicely there, David. I know. Seriously, thank you. All right. Bring sorry. It full I'm, circle. I'm sorry. Next week I, I will be 100, percent and I'll give you. Uh, I look. I gave you everything I got tonight today. <clears throat> um, but I'll uh, I'll give you even that and more. 
come next week. I promise. So please visit redcircle.com forward slash shows forward slash super dash j dash cast if you want to throw a few dollars our way to say thank you for all the hard work we do, like poor, sick, jet lag Damon getting up early to put this great content out there for you. And you can visit our Discord server where there's interesting stuff going on. You can find the link to that in the show notes and chat to us. ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash SuperJCast if you want to get one of our t-shirts. Massive thanks to Editor Dan. Please visit his YouTube channel and you'll see him on Twitter. Both of those are Escape the Box UK. Subscribe to the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network for other great shows. Give us a five-snake review and some kind words on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter at the SuperJCast. Thank you everyone for listening and goodbye. Goodbye.